Welcome to Half Finished to Done, a podcast for passionate business owners like you who are ready to stop procrastinating and start finishing all of your half-done projects. I'm your host, Christina, and I'm looking forward to helping you finish your projects in a calm, sustainable way using a simple, repeatable process. All along the way, we'll be working through the mental, emotional, and logistical obstacles that are standing between you and extraordinary projects. Let's get into it. Welcome back. Today, we're going to talk about the difference between projects that get left half-finished versus projects that get finished. I want you to notice where your brain immediately goes. What do you think is the difference between projects that you leave half-finished versus projects that you finish? More likely than not, this is exactly where your brain is going to be tempted to go into self-judgment, self-criticism, guilt, shame, embarrassment, any of those sorts of negative emotions. So I want you to notice if that's happening. And then I want to introduce you to a different way to approach this. Now, the way I'm going to teach you is very easy for me to teach and do with my clients because I don't have the emotional attachment to the past patterns or any of the perceived failures. Admittedly, it's harder when I do it with myself, but here's what I want you to think about. The difference between a half-finished project and a finished project is just inputs and outputs. And we can look at this almost scientifically. And when you look at it with the curiosity of a scientist, it removes so much of the emotional heaviness. So we're going to break this down into four different inputs and then one output. The four inputs are circumstances, thoughts, feelings, and actions. And then the output is the result. So we're going to look at two different types of results here. We're going to look at a half-finished project, and then we're going to compare and contrast it with a finished project. So if you have the result of a half-finished project, what it means is that there was passive action. And passive action is just any form of action or inaction that does not create the desired result of a finished project. Some examples here are procrastination, thinking about the project but not actually taking action, giving in to other people's priorities instead of working on the project, falling down internet rabbit holes, what we like to call procrasti-learning, so doing the learning instead of actually implementing, and over-researching. And the ultimate passive action is hitting a roadblock and then just giving up, quitting altogether. So just take a moment to think about how those actions or inactions would of course lead to a half-finished project. So then we work our way up to understand the next input. So now we understand the passive action. What creates passive action? A feeling. And you can think of this feeling as an unproductive feeling, meaning it doesn't drive your desired action. Some examples of unproductive feelings, if left unchecked, are inadequacy, guilt, shame, overwhelm, embarrassment, and fear. So then we want to understand what creates unproductive feelings. And the answer is unproductive thoughts. So there are millions of unproductive thoughts that could lead to the ultimate result of a half-finished project, but I'll give you some of the most common examples that I hear from my clients. I'm too busy. I'm not good enough to do this. I'm not capable. Somebody else has already done it and they've done it better. It's not interesting enough. It's too hard. It's boring. It's tedious. It's overwhelming. 
So pause for a moment of understanding here and think back on any project that you have left half finished in your life. I want you to think about what were the specific types of passive action that I was taking or not taking? What were the unproductive feelings that were driving those actions or inactions? And then what was I thinking that created those feelings? And then the last input is circumstances. And you can think of circumstances as the factual things that were happening in any situation. So when you think back to that specific half-finished project, what were the situational things that you were responding to in your life at that moment? So when you understand this full breakdown of a half-finished project, my hope is that it moves you from a space of feeling bad and guilty and like you've done something wrong to just, oh, This makes total sense. I had unproductive thoughts. I had unproductive feelings. That drove my passive action. And boom, half-finished project. It doesn't mean anything is wrong with me. And it doesn't mean that I'm not capable of finishing a project. It just means that that was predominantly what was happening in my life and in my mind at the time of that project. So now we're going to flip over to finished projects and we're going to talk about what creates finished projects. So again, The result that we're looking at, the output is a finished project. And the way that you create a finished project is by taking massive action. So now instead of passive action, things that don't lead to your desired result, you're in a space of massive action. And to be really clear with this, massive does not mean you're going to hustle, burn yourself out, overwork, do a ton of different actions. It means that you're going to take the right kinds of actions that are most likely to lead to a finished project. So these are your clear, streamlined, high value actions like planning, processing through your negative emotions and generating productive feelings on demand, doing deep work, and then mapping out your week using a time management system like Monday Hour One. And what drives massive action is productive feelings. So productive feelings are feelings like dedicated, determined, courageous, calm, committed. It's the feelings that make you want to show up to do the work. And I want to be really clear here. There's a reason that I say productive and not positive because productive feelings don't always feel great. For example, courage or discomfort They might drive massive action. They might be the feeling that you need to have in order to get the work done, but they might not feel great. On the flip side, you might have an emotion that feels really positive that's actually unproductive. One of the ones that I see a lot with my clients is excitement. They're super excited at the very beginning, but that doesn't actually drive the actions that they want to be taking. So it feels good, but it's not productive. And then let's talk about that second to last input, which is the thing that creates your productive feelings is productive thoughts. Again, often these thoughts are positive. So they might be, I am good enough. I am capable. This project is really important. This is worth doing. But they also might be thoughts that aren't necessarily positive, but they still create productive feelings. Like it's going to be really hard and that's exactly why I'm doing it. Or I'm a person who can handle tedious, overwhelming things. Or like one of my clients said recently, the discomfort is worth it to get these results. And then the last thing to consider when thinking about a finished project is what are the current circumstances of your situation in that moment that you're working on the project? 
And how does your reaction to those circumstances change in a way that lets you still show up and finish the project? So to recap, a finished project is created by looking at your circumstances and choosing to have productive thoughts about them, letting that drive productive feelings that often feel good, but sometimes don't, and then letting those feelings drive you into massive action, which is just the right kinds of action to create the desired result that you want to have of a finished project. So I want you to think of this as a framework for understanding half-finished versus finished projects, but there is nuance here. We are humans, not productivity robots, so you're never going to get to a place where every single one of your thoughts about your project is productive and every feeling is productive and every action is massive. That is never going to happen, right? I'm a procrastination coach and that doesn't even happen for me. So what I like to tell my clients to set them at ease is you are only responsible for making 51% of your thoughts productive thoughts, which will in turn create the productive feelings that will drive the massive action, which will create the result of the finished project. Just 51%. When you think about it like that, it doesn't feel as daunting. Your job is then to make the voice in your head that tells you to show up and take massive action louder stronger, more frequent, and more believable than the voice in your head that tells you not to show up. So to really drive this information home for you, what I recommend doing is one of the exercises that I have my clients do in the first week of the program, which is to take a half-finished project from your past and break it down through the lens of what we just talked about. So I'll give you specific prompts. What passive actions did I take that led to not finishing this project? What feelings were fueling that passive action for me? What thoughts created those feelings? And then why were those the thoughts that I was having? This last question might be the most difficult for you because it requires you to start understanding the belief systems that you're carrying around with you and the way that those belief systems start showing up in your thoughts on a daily basis. So what happens in my program is that people submit their answers to these questions. They basically tell their story of a half-finished project, and it gets them a much deeper understanding of the way that they operate and why they're operating that way. And then we can be super cognizant as they start their next project of the same patterns that might pop up. So we'll see those patterns coming and we won't be blindsided by them. So one thing that I would love to do at some point is to take every single story that's ever been written in my program across all of the cohorts, anonymize all of them, and put them into a booklet of stories. Because when you read all of them, you'll start to see so many patterns emerge of the core belief systems that are leading people into the land of half-finished projects. And you'll understand very, very deeply that you're not alone, that these are just common things and common patterns that happen for people. In the meantime, before that book is created, I want to just give you some examples of patterns that I'll see emerge most often in these stories. One of the most common ones is some form of, I tried really hard, but I didn't get the result that I wanted, and so I gave up. And what we'll find is that people were in fact trying really hard, but they weren't necessarily trying the right things and measuring those things in order to know what to work on moving forward. So they were taking a ton of haphazard action 
So it's not that they weren't taking action. They were taking action, a lot of it, but not the right type of action. That led them to not get the result that they wanted. They didn't understand why they didn't have the result they wanted. And then that felt so disappointing that they just went ahead and gave up. We have solutions that we can implement to that in my program. Another really common pattern is some form of it's someone else's fault. So that takes place in a few different ways is either I was waiting on other people to get me things that I needed so I couldn't do my part of the project or people didn't respond to me in the way that I needed them or wanted them to respond. And so I gave up. So it's like you're outsourcing responsibility for the finished project into the hands of somebody else who doesn't care about the project as much as you do, which is just a recipe for a half-finished project. Another super common one is just, I'm not good enough. And that comes out in so many different ways, but the project is too hard, too daunting, too overwhelming. Who am I to be doing this? And that just comes down to a deep feeling of inadequacy and not just feeling inadequate, but thinking that the feeling of inadequacy means that you should stop. So there's a really big difference between feeling inadequate, working through it, and continuing to show up versus believing in your own powerlessness and inadequacy and using that as a reason to stop. A lot of half-finished projects are because of that. I also see a lot of what I've deemed the impossible project, and that is any project where you aren't working on it because you fundamentally understand on a deep level that the thing that you're trying to accomplish with the project is actually never going to happen. So I'm going to give you an example. If you have something that you're working on for someone else and you want them to love that thing. So I always think of the example of photo albums. You're making a photo album for someone else and you need them to love it. But on some level, you understand that they don't care about the project. They don't care about the photo album. So then you procrastinate on it because there's no actual reward to you doing the thing. But you don't let go of the project. You hold on to it. You suffer about it, but you never actually work on it. So I call that the impossible project. And then you've got a whole set of projects that come because people are afraid to say no. So you might define yourself as a people pleaser and you're always saying yes to other people's priorities, to other people's requests, to their things that they want done. And so you always end up putting your own things on the back burner. And here's one last example, which I call fear of success, fear of failure. It's this thing that's happening simultaneously where you're both terrified to create a project that might end up being successful because you're afraid that that will put you into the limelight and you can't handle that, right? You'll get rejected ultimately, but you're also afraid of doing the project because you're afraid that it's going to end in failure. And then you're going to realize that you were never good enough. You shouldn't have taken on the project. You're not capable of doing any of the projects that you actually want to do. And then you'll be devastated, right? So either way, success or failure is going to feel terrible. So why work on the project at all? So many common themes here. So I hope you're hearing yourself in some of these examples and you're just feeling normalized in the fact that these thought patterns have historically in the past taken you off track with your finished projects. It doesn't have to keep being that way. Again, you're going to learn how to generate just 51% compelling, motivating, productive thoughts. And that's going to ripple down into your feelings and your actions and then the result of a finished project. 
So the last thought that I want to leave you with is that every single one of these patterns is completely changeable. Just because you've experienced it maybe even multiple times in the past doesn't mean that you can't change it moving forward. So come work with me and Half Finished It On Live. We'll understand your past patterns and then we'll work on changing them with your next project. Can't wait to work with you. Take care and have a great week. Thank you for listening to the Half Finished to Done podcast. If you're ready to become a self-assured repeat project finisher, the best place to work with me is in my eight-week group coaching program, Half Finished to Done Live. You'll leave our time together with one finished project and the skills you need to finish any project, personal or business, in the future. Just head to peakcoaching.co slash HFD live for your next step. Can't wait to work with you.